We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Abner Mades is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mades, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and the other people that made him the boxer and man that he is. They chat about topics like the state of boxing and Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champ listen to on the hook with abner mares wherever you get your podcast episodes in english out on tuesday and episodes in spanish on wednesdays Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Postgame Show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, to my left, is producer and co-founder, Brian Goins. Solomon Hill averaged 100% from the three-point line in the finals. Our king on the bottom of me is our professional photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. Never to say I'm on the bottom of you ever again. Also, <laughs> heat in nine. You're always at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the bottom left, you can see our 2K coach, Frankie. Fuck Rondo forever. Yeah, so fuck Rondo forever. Frankie, you should turn your camera horizontally so we get that nice big box. If you're watching us, we are on Twitch right now. Twitch.tv slash MIAHeepy. Let Christian. Huh? And Christian. Oh, look at that. We have more guests coming. It's a fluid situation here. We are also welcoming in our professional Photoshopper and statistician, Christian Hernandez. Oh, I hopped in right in time. You hopped in right in time. You're here joining us. We're having a good time here. Uh, we just started. Um, 
I want to say one thing at the top. Oh, also remember if you're listening on the podcast, I didn't finish. You can find us at twitch.tv slash MIA after every game. Uh, and maybe not after every game in the regular season, but we will be on and we'll continue to do these live streams. Uh, we'll continue to post them to YouTube, to our YouTube channel. So we will continue this live stream and posting on the podcast. Don't you worry. We'll do some draft stuff as well. So make sure you sub to our Twitch stream. Um, <laughs> lots of, uh, lots of funny things going on uh, for backgrounds, but I mean, we have to start with, this team, what they did, given the circumstances, how they reinvented themselves halfway. I mean, today has to be a celebration. I know that, you know, the scoreboard they lost, you know, the Lakers are having a celebration right now. But I guess to us, it, it shouldn't matter. I mean, what these guys did over the course of this season was absolutely incredible. How they reinvented themselves was absolutely incredible. When they looked dead in the water in March and they were able to overcome, it looked absolutely incredible. Everything that they've done from the second that the ball tipped in the start of the season up until now, I mean, they made the damn finals when nobody had them there. They beat the number one seeded Bucks with the Defensive Player of the Year and two-time MVP. They beat the Celtics that everyone thought that we were going to lose to, and they they were the only team to push the Lakers. I mean, they've pushed the Lakers to desperation, and they played really well, and, and props to them. But, I mean, this Heat team was banged up. Uh, what Goran did today was just heroic. I mean, there was no loser today. And I know that that's like some, you know, they're not saying that in the locker room for sure. And they're never going to say that. And that's like some sappy sports cliche shit, but like legitimately this team, they're like, they're fucking champions, man. I mean, what, what Jimmy did, we'll, we'll have game three and game five forever. Um, you know, man, like in a really tough year where a lot of shit went sideways for a lot of people, when we were cooped up in our houses, not knowing if we'd have sports again. I mean, for this team to come back, in this bubble and give the kind of performance that they had, that they gave us something to look forward to every, every time a playoff run like this, like basketball mattered again in a significant way here. Um, the moments that they gave us, cause there were plenty in the postseason from Jimmy scoring over Giannis saying, you can't fucking guard me to yeah. everything that Bam did to Solomon Hill coming on our podcast, not once, but twice uh, to what Jimmy did in the finals. I mean, brass, this team and this season has been absolutely incredible. It's an unbelievable season and no one, even the biggest heat fan, even the biggest heat homers, no one predicted uh, two games from winning it. Like legitimately. I mean, you know, we can listen, we're sports fans, man. We're, we're cocky. We're, we're homers. It, it's, it's what we do. Um, but what they have been able to put together is, absolutely unbelievable i've said it a million times we've all said it a million times on here and this is the type of loss tonight that is it's gonna fucking suck for uh for a bit but honestly in no time at all um it's gonna be we're we're gonna we're legitimately gonna move on and and be really fucking happy uh about everything that happened uh leading up to this and uh and going forward i mean the future is really really fucking bright no matter what any fucking fat peter griffin looking fuck says on twitter <laughs> drink it to that my friend also uh did you guys hear what lebron just said as he got his finals MVP i really don't care what the fuck he says because I, I thought this guy really didn't care about his legacy isn't that what he said he did he said, say I, oh is he, he saying like, something that, he said, that i want my damn respect too 
as fuck he was holding you, man. Honestly, god damn it. Fuck you, man. You get fucking respect. What act like you fucking been there, LeBron? Jesus Christ, man. Le- legitimately. If you oh my god, you're the best fucking player to play the game, man. Like you are. You're unbelievable. You're fucking great. And you've proven your greatness on multiple fucking teams. But Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ, will you just fucking take your fucking trophy and be happy and just fucking go come back next year and fucking try it again? Like, why do you have to be such a dick like this, man? It's like, it's unbearable. It's fucking unbearable. I don't, and I'm not saying anything. Yeah, sure. Maybe I seem fucking salty because I, you know, my fucking favorite team just lost. Sure, that's totally fair. But I don't think anything that I just said is untrue. I mean, the, 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 like, the, the fucking fest that, and I'm not saying anything. What? What the fuck was that? Oh, my bad. Okay. Man, you fucking ruined Ruined it. it. You ruined it. (laughs) You ruined it. And what are Lakers podcasts going to use the clip up now? You are real Jay Crowder right now. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be able to finish. I mean, you know, but I just, I do, I want to stress he's unbelievable and he played fucking great. But how much more badass would LeBron be if he fucking had Jimmy Butler's fucking vibe on the court? Be so much better. It'd be great. Really? I mean, legit, legitimately. The dude's awesome. And it's like, you know, Jimmy goes to the fucking line a lot. It's true. He gets, I mean, what was, was he first or second this year in like free throw attempts? It was like the free throw rate was like Harden-esque. It was like him and Harden and then fucking third. It was like way after that. But like, but the thing, like, you know, Jimmy would fucking, yeah, he goes to the line a ton, but he, he's not like calling for fouls. He's not bitching about it. And when he, when he fucking, when he, you know, someone fouls him and he goes, he gets an N one, he doesn't flex every fucking time. It's corny, man. It's corny. You've been doing this too long and you're too fucking good to do that. You're unbelievable. Fucking act like it. It's, Go on. And you're right. I mean, he's, you know, it's tough because like, you know, we kind of, we kind of have to eat it tonight. You know what I mean? But like, he's just so annoying. He just can't let us eat it in peace. Well, and listen, and also for the record, for the record, for anyone coming after me, I want you fucking all you discord people, all you Twitter people fucking go. And the people that are standing that fucking guy tonight and, and acting like, oh, we're just salty and petty fucking all you just go back a few years in their fucking Twitter profile. If they haven't erased fucking tweets already, because they are filled with very similar slanderous thoughts. Christian having a very Duncan-esque performance, just being very low-key about is, I his mean, efficiency. if you're listening to this on the pod, it's 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 not a visual medium, but <laughs> just do yourself a favor. Watch the first 10 minutes on video if you can. It's just Christian has been spectacular. Um, I want to thank, by the way, all the listeners who've been with us uh, all year uh, and beyond. Like, you guys are amazing. Um, I kind of want to talk about our favorite moments of this run. Bandbox probably number one. We can even like, I mean, for me, I mean, obviously like the game three and game five moments. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy scoring over Giannis and then saying, you can't guard me is like, that's a fucking Twitter legend moment. Uh, Like to be man, like, by the way, Jimmy, like superstar with a capital S, you know what I mean? Like, no, no more of this crap. I mean, the Heat were clearly injured and hobbled and what he did was just outstanding all year. Um, I, I can't, I just want to reiterate, like, this is not like the 2011 loss to the Mavs. 
you know, like obviously like it's upsetting and like, you know, it sucks. We all stick, we talked a lot of shit. I talked a lot of shit. It's not, you know, losing KCP and Rondo is not very fun. Right. But, um, you know, clearly the heat were injured and, and they ran out of gas at the end. Uh, but just like a remarkable run. So kind of want to go, kind of want to get everyone's like kind of favorite moments. Brass, you have one that sticks out to you. Uh, uh, just Jimmy Butler's sheer dominance in those two games in particular, because I mean, going, three games, because in game two, he was awesome, too. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he really was awesome. But but, um, you know, the the 30 and the 40 point triple double. I mean, it's as I was saying before, you know, LeBron is incredible. And we were going into the series saying, well, it's I mean, unquestionable that that Lakers have the best two players on the court. Um, and really they did it though. <laughs> what say that again? They didn't have the two best players on the court. It was Le- Jimmy was the second best player of the series. Thank you for getting to my point before oh. I could get there. Gianni. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent fucking producing there, Gianni. Yes. That's my point going into the series. I think we were all like, well, yeah, LeBron and AD. I mean, of course. And Jimmy is, is going to be third there, but like, no, I mean, Jimmy was legitimately, you know, I mean, this, this game fucking, what a mess. But, uh, I mean, he was going toe to toe with the best fucking player on the planet. And it was an absolute wonder to watch. And he's a fucking psychopath and he's still, you know, he was smiling and just had this like quiet confidence, even though he, you know, played all but 48 seconds at a fucking game. He's just, he is the guy, man. He's the shit. He's fucking, he's so great. He's, he's everything that we have ever wanted to get on this team and more. He's just unbelievable. So that, that alone, I mean, that's just, that, that's just going to make me fucking smile forever. I've, I've never seen Heat fans fall in love with a player so fast like they did with Jimmy this year. He's, he's culture, man. He's everything that like everybody's wanted. Like Brad said, he's, he's literally like everything that the team has propagated for the last 10 years personified yep. in a person. He really yeah. is waiting. You don't, morph into like one human being. And like, um, that's a great way to put it. Yep. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's, that's really him. That's, it's crazy that they were able to find that guy with no cat space. Um, did you guys see what Spo was saying on the press? <laughs> I, I saw wanna, that. Wanna I, I saw I that he was. Heard, I haven't heard the sound. I just li- I just read the quotes, but I think the sound might be more impactful. Do you want to send it over so I'll play it? We can all yeah, it's on the it. chat. I don't know if you want to play it for us, Brass, and see if we can try this out again. I know the last time it didn't really work as well as we hoped. <laughs> work last time. <laughs> we didn't really uh, try this out before we started, so really, really good idea. <laughs> We're just combobulated like the heat offense today. Christian is out. Carl White, hold on. What was that? Christian has an Okara White in a goat background. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Chris Bosch Light. Uh, Chris, what was your favorite moment this season? Chris Bosch Light. My favorite moment of this season or the playoffs specifically? Yeah, this is all bad, whatever. Whatever probably, you feel. Probably the band block and just the general way that he closed out that series. That was, that was just incredible, honestly. Um, I mean, obviously, Jimmy's performances in the finals probably is better than that, but it's hard to appreciate it as much when you don't win. Yeah. But, I mean, the block, if, if you had to ask me a moment, definitely Bam's block. Like a snapshot moment. Like you get like a like a snapshot of something. It's a Bam block. Yeah, absolutely. The block. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I mean, uh, what about you, Frankie? Yeah, the Bam block. Because that, you know, a lot of us and a lot of the experts uh, picked Boston in that series. 
uh, or thought Boston was going to be the toughest chance. And, the, and like, that's where the fun stopped. And then game one, the, all those fucking terrible calls going down the stretch. And, and you just felt like, fuck, this is going to be some bullshit. We're going to lose on some horseshit call. And, and this is how it's going to end up. And fucking bam, just said enough's enough tonight. We stole this shit. We took this game and, Fucking that really that's really where this run became like next level because we all thought Milwaukee was a, a likely win. Uh a, we all likely. too many people, y'all were like, I was scared of the Bucks. I said heat and five. Fuck out of here. You did, you uh, had the guts. I did not. I was I had, scared. I had heat and four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, I, I I'll also add probably Tyler's 37 point game because that game made me irrational. Yeah. Because Tyler plummeted back down to earth after that game. He was never the same. He was never the same. But that's like, that's one of those glimpses, you know? You see a glimpse of what he is capable of. He's just got to figure out how to do it against guys like AD and LeBron now. Chat saying heroes three over the Sixers. Another great moment, particularly that over that moment. poverty I mean, franchise. I, I was there not, for I mean, it, so that was the best in-stadium moment for sure. Yeah. I got yeah. a, I got an underrated one. That's the cool. the first Milwaukee game in Milwaukee when Kelly reached back and stole the ball. Oh my okay. god, the wide re- yeah yeah yeah. That was such a funny moment. The oh Del my Beckham? god. That game yes. was that game was awesome. I remember I watched that at a bar with Alf and Alex um up at Sunrise and we had such a great time and like that overtime was insane. Justice taking over. It was out it was outstanding. That's crazy uh, that you watch a game at a sports bar. It feels like forever ago. I know. You know what I, I mean? I watched it at Aventura Mall on the, on a fucking bench. Wow, that's funny. On my phone. So on the broadcast today, they had mentioned the the whole China uh, thing with uh, Daryl Morey. And I was like, holy shit, that was this year? That feels like an eternity. China was able to watch game five and game six. Um, that was, that's been exactly a year from the band that they put on, um, I guess, whatever they're, they're telling. You know what I just are. realized? What Dion's a champion? Yeah, oh. yeah. Dion, Dion, yeah. Dion, want a ring? Dion play. So is Dwight Howard. Oh, even play. Girls. Jr. Jr. has as many <laughs> championships as the Knicks. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's a great. That's great. I saw that's that. Yeah, that chat saying that Atlanta OT game was outstanding. It was the Raptors game oh, too. Oh yes, where Justice kind of fucking grabbed the game by the balls. That was like. That was one of, I mean, the two games I always think of where we thought that Justice was going to be unleashed was that Milwaukee game. Uh, and then that game against the Raptors where he just totally like took fucking charge, going to the rim. Uh, that was a great moment. It really felt like a million years ago when he had that 27, 7, and 7 game or whatever. I mean, That's that what I thought he'd nice. average for the season. We thought we were so right. We were like, <laughs> vindication. <laughs> we were there, man. Oh my God. Did we I know that. That Atlanta game was a great call because that was like the first glimpse of Jimmy being a fucking badass on the oh, team because he missed he missed like the first three games for, for the birth of his kid and and fucking Trey Young talking shit. <laughs> oh the, my god, was that it? was great. Oh what was the run like? Twenty four to, to nothing. Yeah, it was outstanding. They, oh my they god. barely scored. They scored like two or three field goals after that. It was so great. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, this team has given us so many moments. And then in the playoffs, I mean, the, the, we haven't even gotten to the whole beef with TJ Warren, how much fun that was. And well, then that getting that, no. getting to play him and beat him in the playoffs was really fun. Um, Sweep him. Yeah, that, 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 
I mean, the Buck series in general is just like crazy. I mean, when they went up 3-0, I mean, we remember we came on this podcast. That's still, that's our second most listened to podcast ever. Man, one this that, is really hard to watch. You're Sorry. watching the celebration? No. Close quotes, man. No, and he was wiping away tears for over 30 seconds before he could answer his yeah, first Spo? question. Can, like, can we get the audio, please? Yeah. But, uh, think about. Started talking. Oh, you, you ready, Bruce? Play, play the sound. Uh, Probably not going to play, but I'll try. Let's try. Nope. Doesn't work. We tried. I heard it. No, I heard it. No, I heard it. You heard Spo? Yeah. I heard heard noise. I heard noise. We can't talk. We can't talk. No, nobody talk. Nobody talk. No, it's not working. Damn it. Okay. Don't hear it? Nope. No, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, I can hear now. First, uh, congratulations to the Laker organization. That that was the fucking clip you sent me. I didn't listen. To uh, it, it's it's because he was crying in the beginning. It's it's more of a visual. Listen, it's more I can, of a visual. I'm only playing the clips I'm giving people. I mean, Jesus. We did all that shit for that. Oh, I, th- I thought there would be more sound. What the fuck, Ryan? Don't blame me. Blame Will Manso. Oh my! Don't 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 deflect blame on poor Will Manso. That was your shitty producing. You didn't even listen to the clip. We went in blind. No, I, I really think he sniffed a couple times. I didn't. He can't, I mean, I can play the clip, but like it, it, for the visual for the chat, but it won't work in podcast. Just find it. We we retweeted it on. MHP. I'm just gonna read Alex's tweets then. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere right now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply only valid through September 30th. Did someone say playoffs, NBA and NHL are playing for gold and our partners Bet Online have you covered? Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. My God, Brian, he's just... (laughs) 
tell you, Brian's having a very Jay Crowder-esque performance. But Brian, this playoffs, they hasn't been very good. It's been very Jay Crowder-esque since the Bucks series. It's a complete no-show on all fronts. Uh, back to Earth. Back to Earth. That was that I was, got married and that was it. Yeah, Brian got married and he kind of checked out. Brian, there may not be heat beat next year. Who knows? Maybe it's just me and Brass running it. Let's go, Brass. All my severance check, so you would be, baby. Yeah, (laughs) there are people left here and wanted a severance check. You remember that? (laughs) (laughs) That's really that's really inside. But that was a really funny moment. Um, what I'm drinking tequila, by the way, Brass. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking a beer. Honestly, I was not in the mood to drink tonight. Like I, you know, when you, you ever watch when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to watch a little bit of the game and then I'm going to make a drink when it goes commercial. And then it just, it starts slipping away and you're like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And then eventually you just, I, I can't, I can't drink. I can't drink. like, I, I drank the, I drank game one, I had a friend over and I drank, I popped open the Don Julio. We were, we were drinking the Julio and they got absolutely rocked. So I was like, well, I'm not drinking the rest of the series. I did it. I committed. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. So I popped it open. After no, I mean, you're going to realize that now basketball is over and you're back to just 2020 as usual. So you're going to start drinking. Wow. So, no, I, you know, I was a bunch of us. going to suck, man. This is like one of the few things I was looking forward to this year was the NBA coming back and all I see like the heat making this finals push was cool and all and getting married was awesome. Like what else is there to look forward to now? I mean, the draft. We're back, baby. We're in the we're in the wheels of motion. He'd have a pick this year. Like, what's what's to look forward to? I mean, I mean, free agency and stuff. I mean, that, like, yeah, actually, I, I'm I'm ready to do this show because I don't do well with losing in general. I hate yeah. it. I, I learn from it and I use it as motivation, but I'm always looking forward. How do we fix this? Like, how do we address what we just watched? You like, what is the you get you get like, get another big man and another point guard? <laughs> Someone that I, mean, I guess that, someone that can play defense on point because uh, none and, and Dragic really weren't. I mean, they did a lot of interesting things on defense. They they did. They did I a mean, like, job on defense that obviously we weren't even sure if they could even make it this far because we thought the defense was that bad. And some of these some of these minutes from Kendrick Nunn in the last couple. I mean, the last game, you know, uh, game five in particular. Yeah. Um. He, listen, his his value went back up. I like, know. People are people are going to want him. But but yeah. obviously Miami they can needs a second. They can use him to get off of the contract now. Yeah. yeah, Miami needs a second running mate though for for Jimmy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that well, player is on this team to be honest. I don't know if Hero and Bam. And I love their I love their playmaking and all that stuff. But like I don't know if they're I don't know if they're the guys that you can just give the ball and let them create their own shot. Chat's really into Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry. I don't know if Ibaka is as good as a fit as I was looking. I don't really think I mean, Ibaka is good for this. How, how would they get the, Lowry? The combination of both in some kind of trade is very interesting because that addresses two specific needs that they have. Lowry, the yes. No, no, no. Ibaka is a free agent. That's not a trade thing. That oh, they okay. Have to sign. I oh, I didn't realize Ibaka was a free agent. Yeah, Lowry would be a trade, and the re- the way they would get him is they have the Iguodala expiring plus Kelly Olynyk and none. Right, so that'll get you to the salary that you need. Or I'm sure. But well, why is Toronto doing that? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, Toronto maybe I mean you can attach a pick, and they get a bunch of cap space. You know what I mean? So if they want well, the cap, yeah, space that's the, the only the thing pick. that I can think for for Toronto. They want to obviously clear up more cap so they can still keep some of the talent that they have. Like, don't they want to keep Fran Van, Fred Van Fleet is a free agent, and then who else is a free agent? Norman Powell. Uh, they're not going to keep Norm. That <laughs> so. very convict. I'm very safe to say that Norm is not in their future plans. Gasol's already retiring, basically. Gasol's retired. I, I really think that they're going to keep Ibaka 
And I think that they could probably get something better for Lowry. I think that they're going to look to the Sixers. They're going to look. I mean, there's going to be a market for him if they decide to move him. I don't know oh, that they God, do. Could you imagine if they traded him for Al Horford? Uh, no, I don't think they do that. I don't. I don't think that's the Masai's kind of thing. not dumb. <laughs> yeah, Masai's a good GM. I mean, yeah. I mean, people are throwing CP3 out here. Uh, Drew Holiday's obviously. I don't, I don't see CP3 happening. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I was, I got to say, I was really wrong about Jimmy. I thought when they traded him, they would need a player better than him able to be a championship team. Clearly, we were, I was dead wrong because they were two games away from being a championship team and their entire team completely fell apart because of injury. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to need to address the guard defense because I, I think that the effort level that they played in the playoffs is just really not a sustainable regular season thing. And when you do have seating and home and road playoff games, that's going to be a problem. Uh, I thought Duncan made a lot of strides, particularly in the bubble as a defender. Obviously he's not a lockdown guy and obviously he's a guy that gets picked on, but I mean, KCP got picked on as well. You know, Jimmy Butler was hunting that matchup and that guy's not a bad defender. So just cause you're huntable doesn't mean you're bad. Uh, I thought he really held his own. I thought he looked pretty solid for a lot of the for a lot of the postseason, and I thought he improved significantly. Obviously, got not a lockdown guy, but you kind of look for those internal improvements. You want a guy uh, who can defend. So, and I don't really think they need another big. I mean, you people are you guys are saying Ibaka and chat saying Ibaka, but I mean, you want to really pay a, a guy a lot of money to back up Bam. Just, you know, find a big on the cheap that can roll and play a little defense at the rim. And the, they're, I mean, they're a dime a dozen. Nerlens Noel's a free agent. You could probably give him cheap. I love Nerlens Noel. He might be too small. I, I do think that, like, we saw, like, the size is an issue. I mean, they need to get a little bigger. I think if you go with a backup big. I mean, Bam's not, like, a tall guy. He has a really big wingspan, but he's not, you know, he's, like, 6'9", right? Um, yeah. So you, yeah. Yeah. I think getting a bigger guy in the backup size, that's a guy that you could take some flyers on G-leaguers. Uh, you can find a lot. I mean, look, listen, the Heat have found, you know, diamonds of the rough, a dime a dozen, you know, Hassan Whiteside <laughs> being the last one. I mean, if you can get a guy, a, a oh rim God, rolling please. big. I don't want Hassan. I don't want no, I'm not saying Hassan, but like they, they find value. You He's know. a free agent too. Fuck. Oh, it, <laughs> so let's go back up Bam again. Duncan Robinson. Look at his fucking performance in his finals, man. He's like, been great. He was awesome. He was great. And you know, the, the thing, you know, the gravity that he's had all, all playoff long, even if he wasn't hitting, uh, Nerlens Noel, six ten, really. He looks smaller than that. Uh, that was chat saying. Uh, he. Oh, he's skinny. That's why he's just skinny. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he really helps your size difference. But going back to Duncan, you know, the performance that he's had all playoffs long, the the, the off ball stuff, the gravity. I mean, it's been highlighted a bunch on Twitter, but you know, just the plays where they keep him weak side and they can't help off that bam pick and roll and then it's an easy lob there's no help you know stuff like that you know it doesn't show up in the box score that we're not seeing because he doesn't get a shot up but that's the stuff that affects the game in ways that they just can't replace i mean they the heat got a guy who's essentially a first-year player and he had the best defense in the world scared shitless of him the bucks were terrified of him they had chris middleton defending him the whole game that's their best perimeter defender they were double, triple teaming him when he comes off the pick. The Celtics were putting Marcus Smart on him because they were so worried about him at times in the series. The Lakers were triple teaming him. They were sending Anthony Davis up. They were having LeBron switch. They were doing tons of stuff to they limit Duncan. Dwight Howard for Alex Caruso so they would have another perimeter defender on the floor. Yeah, like his value is so great. I'm not saying that he's untouchable, but that guy's only going to get better as a shooter, as a defender. 
it's just, he's been awesome all year. And like, to me, like that's one of the stories that I look at even more than the, than the Tyler hero story, how damn good he's been and like the improvements that he's made. And he just came out and was elite off like just the jump. And it's just like incredible. Like everybody on this team has made significant improvements from day one to today. And I can't be prouder of these guys. We haven't even talked about Goran Dragic playing on a torn plantar fascia. Dude went out there and gave him good minutes. Some news on Dragic. Some news. Um, He says there's no surgery needed for his injury. Just rest, which he didn't have, is what he said in his presser. Mm -hmm. Like that's the that like that's the kind of shit that we're gonna remember forever. You know what I mean? Like the Goran Dragic, like you know, kept trying to come back on a torn plantar fascia, played a finals game. You know, trying to like keep the series alive. Like man, this this team gave us so much of that, like so much heart. And I see a lot of people tweeting like, "Oh, it's this is my favorite Heat team ever. Oh, it's a top three Heat team ever." Nobody would have said that going into the season. Everyone thought this was a gap year, including us on the show. Nobody, nobody thought that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely Dragic, incredible. Dragic texted Spill at 4.15 a.m. after game one of the finals and said, don't give up on me in this series. Spill said Dragic was begging the last three games to have a chance to play despite painful injury and calls him a special human being. But you can tell, man, like tonight he was still in pain because, yeah. you know, he still gave good minutes considering the injury because I got news for you. Anthony Davis would be out the rest of the fucking finals if he had an injury like that. <laughs> Um, and, I mean, so to be able to play through that is incredible, but like, I mean, he was knocked on the floor. He couldn't even get up on him by, by himself. You know, he's getting for a rebound and you see he has to like, you know, kind of reset. I mean, you know, he's, he, so I think he's going to be good to go. I hope yeah. he's gonna be good to go. They say he doesn't need surgery. Sometimes you hear that and then you find out, then you play a couple games the next season, then they shut him down and give him surgery. I hope it's nothing like that, but you know, I think he's going to be Fine. I mean, I don't know. I've seen on a guard with plus two today. <laughs> the other players I've seen who've had an injury, injury, they they can come back. Yeah, um, it, it really is like it was a matter of like him missing the equation of whatever amount of time ten to twelve regular season games are. I mean, the person that just that looked consistently off was was Bam. I mean, I know at the end of the game, he finally came around and, and started putting up some stuff, but it was more garbage time at that point. I mean, he just wasn't being defended to that to that degree. Um, but he did. He did have that back, that block on on AD. He'll always have that. Yeah, which is great. But I mean, you could tell. I mean, he was he didn't have the court awareness. He usually has really good court. The, the man, can, he can't even like turn his neck. It's not it's not good. And you cannot expect him a twenty three. Yeah, twenty-three-year-old injured player, you know, going up against Anthony Davis in the fucking closeout game in the finals. Like, yeah, no shit. It's right, hard. It's rough. That's rough. So, um, yeah, I just hope. I mean, they got plenty of time to rest now because I don't even know when the season's starting. <laughs> so uh, I was looking something up, and uh, it's just interesting. Um, Duncan Robinson is the fourth player in NBA history to shoot 39% from three on seven attempts a game throughout a playoff run that leads to the finals. The last guy that did it was Clay Thompson, and guess what? Duncan Robinson this off this postseason had more win shares than Clay Thompson did last season in the same amount of games. He's been a man. Duncan they better. Can't, they can't trade him. That's the one guy that they can't trade. He was legitimate. Find, like people say, like you'll find another shooter. You're not going to find another player like Duncan Robinson. You'll find another shooter like a Kyle Korver type, 
but what Wayne he does Ellington. on the dribble handoffs and all those other actions, and even just like his size alone as a shooter, you're not going to be able to replace uh, him. Also, also at his, I mean, he's you know he's young, and I mean that dude is moving all over the place constantly, constantly. You know, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Coach David Thorpe of True Hoop. He's incredible, by the way. If you read his stuff, listen to his stuff. That's one of the best guys covering the league. Um, he's outstanding, and he was he does a lot of development with younger players with. Uh, foreign players and with NBA players. And one of the things he talked about was now Duncan's really changed the way that they're coaching guys. So now, you know, they they're coaching guys like Duncan. They're like, Hey, let's do these Duncan Robinson drills to get you moving and shooting like this, because this is the future. Like this is the way that you got to play. And like for a guy and really his first year to change the math on how you're coaching shooting at like these important levels at these developmental levels, at these working out with NBA players levels. Like this is a really reputable person who's worked with a lot of players who's saying, no, 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 we're shifting the way we look at things now we're, we're doing these Duncan drills we got to get guys to play like Duncan and the fact that he'd have them under team control is incredible I mean I cannot to be honest with you like he's probably my favorite story from this season just because like I don't know I, I just love the way he plays I love the dimension he gave their offense obviously you know we know that Jimmy's a star and all that but I mean just the unexpectedness of what Duncan gave them uh, was just absolutely unreal. I'll never forget the last day of Dwayne's uh, of Dwayne's career against Brooklyn. For some reason, Duncan Robinson got a ton of minutes, and I was like, "Why is Duncan playing?" He played 13 seconds less than Wade. Yeah, remember? And I I remember thinking like, "Why is Duncan Robinson playing?" Like I'm like, you know, these people are like, "Why is Duncan take? Why is Duncan taking my minutes? What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I still think it's bonkers that he didn't even get most improved consideration. Like. Completely, absolutely insane. I, mean, I, have a, I have a quick question, just because I'm trying to make a poll. Who do you think are the top three targets the Heat are going to try to go after this season yeah, in a trade? That's, that's, that's in also a trade a that the chat has. Oh, yeah. a trade, a in a trade, trade yeah. probably Bradley Beal will be up there. James Harden might be up there. No, Ooh, that's I, right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think James is going to be a guy that they real. Do you think that that's a guy they go after? I just wanted some options to make a poll. I want to Chris see what Paul, people are I think, I think Chris Paul's an obvious guy that you look at, that that he's a guy that can improve their team right now. Uh, so Leif told me something that I thought was interesting, and he said that this what this playoff run does is it makes you realize that they can't just sit around and wait for 2021. Jimmy's ready now. Like, they don't have time to just take a flyer and run it back next year. Like, they're going to have to make real legitimate improvements to this team because they're good. They're fucking good. And they have a chance to make a run again next year. And listen, if a couple things don't go the Raptors way, and if the KD and, and Kyrie Nets don't work well, you know what I mean? Who knows where the Heat can end up next year? It could be back to the finals. It could be an Easter Conference final. I mean, Riley always says is that you play for a chance, right? You're not, you know... You play to get yourself in the conversation and then give yourself a chance to win these titles. Uh, and I, I think legitimately the Heat are going to be firmly in the mix. Uh, I don't think this is fluky bubble shit. I mean, this fucking team is good. I mean, this this team is fucking good. And if they were healthy, we're probably doing a show tomorrow. Here's where I say to this, Gianni, because I know probably actually the number one person you probably put on your list is Victor Oladipo. 
I don't like Victor, but yeah, but he makes sense. Probably the most realistic of all the trade targets you're going to see probably this offseason. He's probably the most realistic. Chat says Paul George. That's, <laughs> That's not funny. Happening. I, it's that, uh, I mean, the Clippers are in a spot right now. That he just going to be, anything it's gonna to be interesting to see what they do. He just don't have stuff to give. You know what I mean? Like, I think Dude, that'd be interesting not for to give them up. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Clippers are not negotiating from a position of power. I mean, but they could get something better for Paul George than whatever the Heat are, is willing to part. Like, I don't think the Heat are going to part with Tyler Hero and stuff. And at that point, why would you do that? I mean, I. And remember, like they need to put the Clippers. The Clippers have to play for now. You know what I mean? Like Kawhi is a free agent, you know, soon. So yeah, both of them, both of them. So it's Um, you know they're they're playing a they're playing a different deck. I think I think the Clippers should uh, get something for Kawhi while they can. Can we talk about a player that I would love to see in a Heat uniform that would legit be the perfect running mate for Jimmy Butler? That's that's what actually one of the people in the chat was asking. AC three R six is asking who is the dream pickup for the Heat. Dame Lillard. That's what I was thinking too. I mean, especially with the with the tweeting that's been going the on. The culture that would be in this city with those guys. Yeah, I mean, not I that Dame's a lock. Bags. Not that Dame's a lockdown defender, but like he's like a better guy at that than Goron or whatever. And and just a shooting, a, a legitimate. I mean, like we we saw in this Lakers series. You God, know, that would really be fucking like Golden State East. They they had issue. Getting their pull-up game going from three. I mean, Tyler was just a disaster at oh, yeah. it. They don't have a pull-up start like that. Kendrick is the only guy, but like he you was. don't trust him. Dave could pull up with a fucking logo. Like it that changes the math on everything they do. And it, it Jimmy does, you know, he could play with Bam. That pick and roll game with him and Bam on that short roll is gonna be up. I mean, Bam is like Nurkic, but better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh this Damien right now. He's like 30, right? Dude, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Let's go. I mean, obviously, no, I'm saying, like if they, I was him. Is there anybody that we would want to trade for more than Dame? I mean, just from a standpoint of like, I fucking I like that guy. I would rather have Dame than Harden. That's like, for sure. Like, you know. I would definitely rather want Dame over Harden. No yeah, no. Uh, Dame's way cooler. I don't want, Harden's so lame. Harden's a better player, but I don't care. I want, I want, I don't listen. Think he's that much yeah. better. Jimmy no, Butler honestly. is so cool. He needs a cool, Jimmy and Bam are cool. They need another cool dude next to them. Okay. Be James Harden. Okay. How about realistically? What about Drew Holiday? I see. Oh, I'm. I'm no, I. No, no, I've no. said no because, and I think we saw a lot of that with Andre in this series, and just in general, when they play elite defenses and they have three non-shooters on the floor, it's a problem. Like that, those Andre lineups were a problem. And when Jay's not hitting anything, you know, you're really not afforded your shooters having a cold night. Like they're just not threats. Donovan Mitchell. That's another guy I would love. To that's have. a guy that I don't see will be available. Like Chad saying Joel Murray. Like that, that's not a guy that's going to be available to them. No. Yeah, the Heat are going to be really Listen, players are going to want to play here. This this team, you know, this is a hell of a fucking sales pitch to guys walking in. I mean, I think pinholing Drew Holiday is only a, trying to be a three point shooter. Like he's a playmaker. That's no, what he's a, really he's missing. a playmaker. Then like, what's Jimmy doing on the actions? Right? If if you're having a bam, I mean, Jimmy always finds ways to be productive even when he's not holding the basketball. That's what I, makes Jimmy such a great player. I just think like, he can find a better. I mean, obviously they'd make it work. They're really talented. no look. And at the end of the day, Jimmy proved that even even though he can carry you single handedly to two wins in the finals against a juggernaut of a defense, he's going to be gassed after that. And you need somebody who's going to pick up that slack when he cannot be putting up 35, 12, and 12 in a basketball game, which is going to happen at least a few times. So you need people who can create. And obviously, missing Goron was awful. That was like the worst thing that could have happened to this I team. I mean, you, no, saw, I, you saw in this game, like the Bam Goron pick and roll 
is good. And the Lakers and they were have both, a lot of they're, good and answers They're both for it. broken. And they were both broken. Like, they were getting look, good looks. They were, they were getting great up. looks and they were both broken. Like, ugh, crazy. Like, and that's the thing that you look at. You look at that, that second half and like when they really were playing Goran a lot and they were letting him cook with Bam. I mean, even though that those guys weren't right, I mean, that pick and roll yields so much fruit. Okay, so I I made one of these polls, sorry, real quick. I'm honestly so proud of the fan base right now. 50, almost 50% of the people at like 400 votes are saying to re-sign, draft, and develop. They don't want to break this team up. And maybe that's emotional, but I I really appreciate it. Oh, no, you put Embiid. I don't want Embiid. Get out of here. (laughs) Why do do you you want... how what? would it, you don't want Embiid after what we just saw? You want a guy to back up Bam? I don't understand why you'd make a big. Change. Oh my God! It's to play them together. Obviously. No, I, I don't know. Again, the that's non the, thing, the non shooter thing that I don't know if that's like I know that Pat's big big whale right now would still probably be Giannis, right? Like that's the guy that they've been kind of harping on for. Well, I mean, before the season. I love how we pivoted so quickly into transaction talk. Yeah, I mean, I mean you guys, you guys pulled forward this over thinking, me. baby. I didn't Let's want to do, do it. it. I Let's wanted to celebrate. It. I what fucking you, love what, this team. What is the what is the chat saying? The chat wants to talk the free chat, agents, don't yeah, they? The they want to do transactions, don't they? Okay, guys, guys, for a second here, let's back up because, like, we are talk doing this transaction talk is celebrating because what <laughs> we have, I mean it because what oh, we have been. Is look at this fucking team and look where we have gotten this year when no one expected it. I, I've said that a million times, but I, I the, this is so much better than tanking because tanking, sure, you get picks and you might hit on some of them and you're going to strike out on a bunch. But the thing is, like to me, with this team and the way Pat Riley runs this organization, it's it's about looking like you're a piece away. Okay, it's about presenting and going. It's really I mean, it's the the whole culture thing can only get you so far if your team sucks. Okay? But this where two wins away from a fucking championship, guys. Two wins. Mm-hmm. Okay? What better sales pitch what? do the Heat have? Like, what better sales pitch? And the and I don't remember, I forget someone said uh the 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 cool thing about Jimmy is he had that performance, but you can, you, but it's not like you look at, you watch the way the team played and, uh, you know, another star can see themselves in there alongside. You're not replacing any one person, but you know, they can, it, it, it all, it can all come together. And I, the players see that man and, and listen, and you can read the fucking tea leaves all over Twitter and then the shit that, that the players are saying. I mean, this is sure. Uh, you know, America won because the Lakers won. But I got news for you. Like, the fucking players are way more impressed with what Miami did. I'm sorry. Like, I, and I, that, Spolstra. Impressed with that. And Spolstra, yeah. I mean, legitimately, I think, established himself as, like, the best coach in the league. And I think maybe a lot of people are still going to go pop. Um, but it's like, it's, it's Spo, Pop, Carlisle. Uh, Nick Nurse, like that's that, and and Stevens, I guess that's that's the list. I think Fogel's really good too, but I thought you said, I guess, yeah, but you know, like <laughs> it's like, bro, I mean, I, I hate giving Brad props, bad Stevens. I just, God, it hurts, but whatever, yeah. I, I guess. So that was a championship this year. I'm sorry, 
Bits. Beating Brad Stevens. I mean, let me tell you something. I mean, we did not expect to be in the finals this year. The Sixers <laughs> lost embarrassingly, and we beat Brad Stevens. That's pretty fucking good. I'll take that. Storyline somehow. It's just great. I fucking love it. It's just, it's awesome. I mean, I love this team. I've loved this season. I've loved everything. You know, oh, I was. Oh, no. I was. What happened? Oh. Dion Waiters on Instagram Live right now. They, Heat, tried to bury me. The suspensions and all. They tried to bury me. I didn't even do nothing. Look at me now. (laughs) He didn't do anything. got buried on the fucking bench, you piece of shit. Dion didn't do anything. What are you doing, Dion? Dion, you played the same amount of minutes as I did. Dion. You fellow fat piece of shit. Christ, no. And this is the fucking, these are the guys that fucking this guy wanted. Really? All right. Whatever. Wow, Dion, that's great. <laughs> right. That's so petty. Holy shit. Like, honestly, like, Dion's best moment this season was that game against the Clippers, that neon no, Dion no, comeback. No, was the gummies. No, you're right. The best moment was the gummies. Sure. Shout out to the gummies. Um, man, that was, woof, that's so funny. They tried to keep him down. It's a fucking, you know, QAnon Dion Waiters over here. The conspiracy to keep him down. Just like Dwight. Yeah, Q Dion. Um, yeah, you know, you know, he he's he probably fucking he started he typed that up and then like showed it to LeBron. LeBron's like, yeah, that's good. LeBron's yeah, too drunk; he doesn't care. He's like, ah, Dion, whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Listen, fucking take the win, Dion. I like enjoy it, man, because that's ain't happening again. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, we, talk your shit. What, what can you say? Are you gonna be signed to another team at all? I don't think like have another job. Fans. If you're if you're pedally watching the, you know, fucking hey, take your take your fucking win, guys. You won. You won. Like that's that's this is basketball. This is basketball. Lakers Twitter's retweeting us, and I don't know if it's because they're like some Lakers people because they're genuinely like happy that we're working or they just want to send their legion. I don't oh, know. it's mostly people. No, they're not sending allegiance. It's mostly people with 300 followers that are bored. No, Tim t- at Tim underscore NBA, which by the way, I gotta say something. Tim was right about the drop stuff and the Lakers and the Heat shooters. Like we gotta we gotta eat that one. He was he was right about that's why you gotta get a Damian Lillard. That's why you need a Dame Lillard. Uh, he was right about the heat, about the Lakers dropping against the Heat. Uh, that's clearly a problem that they're going to have to address in the offseason. I mean, a lot of t- a lot of high level playoff games. You know, there's a lot of switching. Look at the Celtics, and then against the Bucks, they drop so much that it's like, it's you know, I mean, they're fucking inviting open shots. But you know, it gets like a real competent drop with a defender like Anthony Davis and LeBron. Like, I think they're going to have like a couple of things, and like you know, that falls on Tyler a lot, and he's going to get better. He's he's only 20 years old. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Lakers all the fucking like shitload of credit, man. Like the defense that was played, I mean tonight in particular was suffocating. Yeah, they you know they did something today that they pressured the ball a lot. The Celtics did that in Game Five, and I think that the Heat don't have the ball handlers to deal with that, other than Jimmy and Goron. And obviously with Goron not playing, it's just Jimmy and. That really, really bothered the Heat because what you know when you're pressing up, that forces you to just dribble by, and then they send the help or whatever. But the Heat don't have the ball handlers to really beat their guys to get separation. Tyler's not that kind of explosive, athletic stuff like that. Neither is Kendrick Nunn. Jimmy's the only guy, and, and Goran wasn't really right. So I thought that's something that you know is a, is a clear weakness that really they didn't have to contend with. Um. And, I, you know, speaking of that, I keep hitting my glass of tequila. Uh, spe- speaking of their weaknesses, like, I don't think we've talked enough about how they overcame their biggest weakness, which was fast point guards that can shoot. 
And they overcame probably the most deadly one that was playing this season in Kemba Walker that we were, I was saying all year is like, that's the thing that they're going to have a problem with and uh, totally solved it. Well, I guess the most deadly one in the East. I mean, that's playing. Yeah. Cause Lillard, um, yeah. that they were going to have to realize. Had they played in the West, they would have matched up with what? Lillard, Harden, that, that stuff. Yeah. Lillard, Harden, and Jamal. Murray. And then Murray. If, obviously if Golden State was still. You know what is a big strength of the Heat, though, Gianni? That they aren't paying Tobias Harris $180 million. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a nightmare over there. That's bad. And Al Horford. (laughs) I don't know which is worse. I I don't know. I'm feeling better already. Like, honestly, I feel fine. I'm drinking. Cheers to that, boys. What is Doc Rivers actually going to do with that fucking team? Because they ain't winning shit. I I forgot he's over there. I like the paycheck. Is Udonis going to play next year? I think he will. I say play in air quotes. I think he might come back. Just to piss Nikaias off. (laughs) I want Solomon Hill back. I, I, I want Solomon Hill back too. I, I don't. I hope. I hope they bring him back. I mean, that dude. Let me tell you something. We've had players on before. We've had Bam. We've had Josh. We've had Kelly Olynyk. Uh, we've had Tyler Johnson, legendary TV moment. Uh, Solomon oh, Hill is by far my favorite interview. He's leaving. He's not leaving. No, he said we'll be back. Yeah, Drag- that's how he closed. Dragic oh, said we'll be back. We built something special. You want to read the oh. tweet, Brian? Yeah, you you derailed Gianni's speech. Yeah, you derailed me, and then you do. You might as well like you've you done that like ten times. God, you're bad today. What did he tweet? I don't see anything on his tweet. Then why do you interrupt? You. Me? I got you. I'll find, I'll get it. Hold on. Chat, oh, Shane, Brian. It's in his replies. He says, "Thank you, Heat Nation. Definitely not the way we wanted it to go, but I'm so proud of my brothers for showing zero quit night in and night out. It broke my heart to not be out there with them the way I wanted to be in the end, but I know we left everything on the court this season. I'm grateful for all the support from friends, family, and the fans. What we've built is something special, and we'll be back. Dragon emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Yeah! Oh. I'm I'm just I'm just waiting for the heat store to go fifty percent off on jerseys and shit. <laughs> buy some shit. So I I love Gorham, man. I mean, legit. I, I've said a lot. Like I've wanted him to retire in a heat jersey. Um, but like now more than ever, I hope that they bring him back. I hope they can work with something to get his number reasonable for twenty twenty one. I think he's earned it. Um, he's just incredible. Gogi forever. Nice. Fucking love that guy. <laughs> She's laughing at Chris. Sorry, I'm just still laughing about the Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke you made. Uh, that was a joke oh that Dave made. You, you want to put you want to put his contract information behind you? Like go to Spotrack and just take a picture. Yeah, no, no. Here, I'll, I'll do it real quick. That, yeah, that just do it. You know, we gotta we gotta have fun all we can. Like, today's a listen. Today is not a morning or a funeral. Today's a celebration of everything that this team gave us. Uh, how in a, uh, before I said in a really shitty year. Um, the heat provided us a happiness that I did not think we'd have. It was been hard year for all of us, a lot of us in, in particular. And what they did was out fucking standing. I love this team. I didn't believe in them coming into the season. I was really hard on them. Um, I even think it probably showed in some of the podcasts we did early on. I just didn't have my heart into this team and they completely captured me. And I think that's the, that's kind of the cool part. And it's not even the winning. It's the way they win, the way that they reinvented themselves, the character of these guys, just the growth internally love Spo. Uh, and that makes it so special. You know what I mean? Like, 
cover, you know, Brian, you and I have covered a lot of teams. We've been doing this since 2013. And uh, this is by far one of my favorite years covering the Heat. It's been outstanding. Finally outranked that 2009 Heat team, 2009, 2010 Heat team. Oh, no. God, no. That Q Rich Heat team, my favorite Heat team of all time. <laughs> You're never going to let that big go. I'm not even joking. That's like, that's legitimately my favorite Heat team ever. It's not a bit. I just thought People of something. asking, are you about to abandon your Raptors fan? I'm, I'm a Heat fan. Can, have I won? Guys, have I won this back? I, am I back? Am I allowed back in the club? I think you were I'm, only back because we were winning. You would I, still I be feel, a Raptors fan if they were in the finals. I feel, None of this is genuine. I feel like I had a good postseason. I feel like, listen, I'm down on myself on Twitter a lot. I feel like I had a good postseason. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I did good. Well, like you are it. you are doing sports the right way, I will say. You know, guys. But I, I thought of something, and this is I think this is an important thing to to mention. It's too big. We it's good enough. We are in the middle of a pandemic, and and I think Miami not winning a championship saved a gigantic super spreader event in Miami with Galaxy Brain. Galaxy brain. That's so true. You're, you're thinking of the greater good here. Yeah. So I think I think they did. I think they did us all a solid. Yeah. If Miami, if Miami won, I would have flown back for the bread. Yeah. I mean, I think the the most frustrating Crazy. thing about tonight, especially, is that this should have been a home game. Yep. It wasn't really a home game. If it was in the AAA, you really think they're going down thirty? Imagine if Goran comes back. What the crowd would have been like. Goran, no, I mean, we gave a standing ovation of Mike Bibby. Imagine what we would have done for Goran. Chris, how drunk would you would have been? I would have been uh, unreasonably drunk. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, okay, important tweet, tweet. Rudy Giuliani, wow, the Lakers won the NBA championship. How about a big parade in communist China, Beijing? That's where it belongs. Yes. I was really hoping you were going to say he died of COVID. God, no, but he looks like he's about to die of COVID. Here's, here's hoping. Oh, God damn it. I want to. Howard was on Instagram live celebrating. He accidentally leaked his, uh, his, his messages on his phone. Who? Sounds Dwight disgusting. D-Wade he accidentally says, shared his, like, he, I don't know, he changed his settings on his phone on Instagram live and so he could see a conversation, a private conversation between him and his wife. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's like what friends? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about Dwight me. Dwight can't even Dwight can't even win in peace. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't. Oh my god. That's funny. Man, what a year, guys. Thank you to chat. Thank you to listen. I'm gonna, I'm now we're doing the parade. Oh thank my you. god. I just saw it. <laughs> oh, the Dwight? Oh, you got it. You got it. <laughs> What are the okay? So it's, it's you can't really see much, but one of the last messages he sends is you coming at me about something and I don't even know. And then he writes, "What friends? <laughs> Show me. <laughs> Show me. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's like oh my a, God. there's a parade That's in funny. Staples right now, and there's a lot of fireworks going on. A lot of fans. Looks looks I very. Everything was shut down in LA. Looks COVID dangerous. Oh yeah, they're still they're still like number one in cases right now. Yeah, I mean that that, that doesn't look safe right now. That doesn't look safe. But hey, you know, Lakers fans are gonna Lakers fan. Lakers fans are Lakers like, first call of the championship night was Magic Johnson. What did Magic Johnson do? He probably just said the final score. 
I mean, <laughs> congrats. Yeah, Jesus. All time bad tweeter. Like, uh, he really quit to tweet. <laughs> Damn, this is fucking crowded. Holy shit. It's bad, bad. It's bad. It's dangerous. Let me tell you something, man. You know, light years, light years. We save, we save the community. Um, yeah, man, I want to give a big chat to uh big thanks to chat. Uh, everybody who's been here every game, bro, you guys are fucking awesome. That means a lot on our Twitch stream, switch.tv slash MIEP. Want to thank all the listeners that have been with us since day one and beyond. You guys are great. It's been legitimately our most successful year doing Miami heat beat. Uh, the downloads have been outstanding. The growth, the interaction on social media account got the 12 K. Um, just everything. We started the YouTube channel. You guys have been really supportive of that. That's that's taken off quite a bit uh, in the two weeks that we've had it up. Like uh, y'all, y'all have been great for that. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to everybody on Twitter. Thank you to all our friends that have supported us. Everybody that retweets a show. Fuck, that means a lot. You don't understand. All the messages we saw on our Twitter account, those really mean a lot, by the way. Like the DMs that we're getting, we're gonna get to. And we have, I have, I know, I have a lot of personal DMs from people, and the MHB account has a few. Uh, you guys are great. Like honestly, like that shit means a lot to us. We worked really hard. This was a tough year for us in terms of content. You know, we had the lockdown. You know, Alf and Leif, you know, took better opportunities somewhere else. And those guys are our brothers. So it's been, you can never replace them. But Frankie came in, stepped up. Alex Solana came in and stepped up. The second Christian came in and stepped up. Uh, we've <laughs> had a lot of contributions from people uh, in a year that's, that's been tough for content. Yeah. And shout out to all of our guests that we've had. Solomon Hill, uh, Dorsadano. Bro, let me tell you something. David Guys Ramil, like, shout out to him for coming on a pod a couple of times, like last minute when we didn't really have anybody that could come on. I want to say Hell David Ramil, George Sedano, Ryan Cortez, those dudes at the drop of a hat. If we just message them without notice and Ro- Rohan, like those guys come on all the time. Those guys are our friends, man. Ryan we appreciate Cortez. you. Yes. Yeah, I said Cortez. Thanks. You did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, all our guests, um, Brass's man, favorite, uh, Dave Dufour. Dave Dufour. Yo, Dave's, Dave's, Dave's a good guy. He didn't have to come on. Coach Tony. Coach Tony comes on. Like, just Coach everybody, Tony, man. the legend. Bro, like, people don't get, like, how supportive people are of, like, how much that means to us in local media is supportive of what we do. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're not we're not anybody. And for them to do that, um, it's it's really cool. So, like, man, thanks to all of you guys. Which, by the way, he says he's not recording, David. Yeah, means- David, David, David Ramil of Locked On Heat's a sports fan again. Ladies and gentlemen. He's really beat up over those loss. Yeah, like. I listen, David had had the sports fan life sucked out of him. David Ramil is back. This is an origin story, y'all. Um, I fucking love everybody. Love everybody on Twitter. I love you guys. Brass, Christian, second Christian, Frankie, Brian. <laughs> you guys are great. Um, man. Thoughts and prayers to everybody in Los Angeles that's in the super spreader event that's happening outside the Staples Center. Oof. Prayers it up. Is, it is that's wild out there already. JR doesn't have a shirt. JR, yeah, JR, JR doesn't have a shirt. Kyle Kuzma also. Alice Caruso doesn't have a shirt. Oh, my God. None of these people have shirts. So corny, man. Kyle Kuzma got <laughs> to put on a shirt. Come on, man. Kyle Kuzma has a lot of chest tattoos. So, yeah. But um, uh, yes, tell me Kuzma's naked body, Johnny. This is really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> remember, y'all get on our Discord server. We put that in the description of every single podcast. We also put that 
uh, on our Twitch page. So you can just click that little button in the about section and it will come up. Check out our YouTube page. Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Pods, wherever you get your podcast. Last big thank you. I got to thank Brian M who made this stream possible. Not for him. That he, his persistence in making this work, his absolute relentlessness and his just generosity with his time, testing out sound things, all this stuff. Like that dude didn't have to do that. Uh, wants no, wanted no credit. I'm giving you credit anyway, Brian. Uh, you have been outstanding with Discord, with the stream. That's all you, man. Like, you know, Heapy got a second life and it's because of you. Um, and this is going to be a staple of ours going forward for a long time. So, man, fucking shout out to you. You're awesome. He's a mod here. I don't think he's here today. I think he said he was driving home from somewhere far. So you're be- you're the best. Shout out to the staff. Shout out to all of you. Great season. We are going to be back. I'm probably going to do a show next week. Uh, I have some some special guest plan. You know, maybe some fun stuff this week. Yeah, uh, prepping for the draft. Start prepping for the draft. Free agency. I've only looked at a couple of players. They're all guards. So I mean, that's all I'm focusing on. We we're taking the Kentucky guy. We've learned this. I, that's the guy I want. I've looked at everybody else. That's like I, the only guy I think that really fits care. right now with what we have. In this I, I legitimately don't care who we get. I just hope everyone on the show hates the pick. <laughs>